Hey guys, my name is Dylan, and you're listening to Middle Age Metalheads. Welcome back to another episode of Middle Age Metalheads. Tonight, David Timoney, Kerry Cardi, Michael Stamps, and myself, John Harden, are going to be discussing Guitar Gods. Top three of all time, top three underrated, and here we go. Who wants to start? What are we going to do? Are we going to bat let's this around? With, with let's well, let's let's start with uh, with David. He's he's a player of guitar, so uh, we'd be interested to see what his uh, his take is, and, and maybe we also kind of establish a sort of like criteria uh, explanation as to like what. Uh, what prompted one's decisions. Yeah, I was listening to David's solo album, A Night in Heaven, this evening before we went online. Hey, that stuff is hot. Incredible. It, left, it left me very moist listening to that. <laughs> Ew. He's always a little moist. Fire away, Dave. You know, I, I wanted to, we should probably start with the criteria. What what we're going to use, how are we going to figure out who are who are oh, people? Everybody, it's all subjective. Everybody's got their own criteria. So you just asked them to set criteria. But but again, <laughs> it can't. It's not going to be. It's not going to be universal. We can't just say like who's the shreddiest. It's like no, because that would be Vinnie Vincent. Kiss reference. Ding. Yeah. Hey, how about that Ace Freely guy? All right, David, you start or Number start one. with three. What's your three, Dave? I don't know that I have. I, I I've got. I don't think I have three. Oh boy. And this was his. <laughs> what you know, I have three. I'm probably the worst guitar person ever, <laughs> and the reason is I can't stand guitar players. I really can't. But there's some guys. I mean, I, I, I mean, I have got three, but I, I kind of feel like they're my, they're like my aunt. I've got like an anti list. You know what I mean? So okay. in you don't have to rank them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in no order. Uh, I'm gonna say Steve Vai. Okay. Is uh, he's he's my if 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 I were to rank him, he'd probably be my number one overall guitar player. Um, just because it's it's you know he always delivers, he always fits in. Um, it's always like the you know he's always the top guy. Like you know you put him on stage nowadays. Even he's he's on this guitar tour, and you've got Nuno and you've got Ingve. And for some reason, you've got Zach Wild up there, and okay. and he just blows these guys all away. You know, uh, very very clear, obvious voice, um, but he's not going to play the same thing twice, right? Always kind of cutting edge. His guitar, his guitar records, always cutting edge. There's the great story uh, of how he he kind of joined uh, Zappa's band. Right, he essentially sent them transcriptions of all of their records and was like, "Hey, I want to play something along those lines." Um, and uh, if you know, if you go back, if anybody goes back to those, if they haven't heard all that, I'm sure the people who know who he is have done it. But you know, he's got there's there's recordings of him. He transcribed, uh, you know, oh, <laughs> he transcribed. I think it was Moon Unit talking, and then played along with it, note I'm for note. Girl. Uh. No, on a different song, I think. Oh, okay. it's just her like talking. Okay. And as she's talking, he's playing along like every like note for note, word for word. Oh, so got, got it. She's mimicking. Got it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. 
And then, yeah, I mean, you look at you look at the records he's been on. He's 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 great, right? Um, All right, stay, stay there. So there's stay there's there. Dave's number one theoretically. Theoretically, my number one. Carrie, how about you? Well, let me ask Dave a quick question here. All right. Are we talking about metal guitar people or any guitarist? Because me personally, and you guys know, I have a warped sense of what metal is. Yeah, I wouldn't put Vi into a metal category personally. Dude was in White Snake. He was in White Snake. He was in David Lee Roth's band. David Lee Roth's bands. But he definitely gets in there because of White Snake and David Lee Roth's band. And because you know he is uh, oh, uh, he is, Alcatraz, he is, he is, right? Uh, what? No, that's Ingve. Ingve was in. Oh, Steve Vai was in Alcatraz. Really? Yeah. Ingve was in Steeler. I know that. No way. I talk about Ingve. I guess sucks. Well, so we, you could definitely <laughs> you could definitely throw Ingve in, but uh, so so Carrie, if you you could just choose any guitarist if you want. We're just talking about guitar gods. If it crosses into heavy metal, cool. If yeah. not. Just talking about right. six string heroes in David's case, seven. Okie dokie. Yeah. Uh, you know, I brought this up before, and as we all know, we had a episode uh, with uh, Felipe. Uh, Chuck Schuldiner is, is like on top for me. I just think he was beyond his time, shall we say? The, the guitarist from Death. Yes. Chuck Schuldiner. Okay. Yeah, no, we we heard uh, uh, Jeff talk about uh, growing up in uh, Northern Florida in that sort of scene. Yep, yep. So cool. All right, John, what do you got for for number three or just? Yeah, I, I mean, my number one is it's weird. It sounds just oh. like so rote. David Brace yourself. My number one is Eddie Van Halen, oh. and and, right. and it's not here, here's here's why. It's it's not okay. that that Eddie's the best guitarist. It's not that I mean, I just I love Eddie's tone, and when you hear Ed, you know it's Ed, and it's like being a lifelong fan of Van Halen. I don't care who the singer is. I'm listening to Van Halen because of Eddie Van Halen, and I, I and also I'll stick with it for that. I I don't you know it's just I love his guitar tone. I love the way he plays. Um, he was an innovator for a lot of people, and uh, and that's my guy. Yeah, you said the key word that I was going to say, innovator. And yeah. I agree with that. He definitely was. I, you know what? Honestly, I would probably put him in at least my top 10 someplace in there. Okay. If I could name that many. Yeah. I probably could, but <laughs> it would take me a while. I'd have to write him down. Top five, possibly. Yeah, he's definitely in there. Mike, who's your, you yeah, know. No. Uh, are, we, are we doing number one or we, it just doesn't matter? Go number yeah. one. I'm going to, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with some founding fathers on, on my list here. Just, just so we got coverage here. Uh, Tony Iommi. Yep. Indisputable. Uh, I, again, if you, if you don't have uh, Tony Iommi, uh, somebody else will come along. And in, in, in with a metal shop accident, uh, lose their fingers, have to. Uh, yeah, I mean, the dude plays with a nub. <laughs> he, he, and he's he, fucking he, incredible. He plays, <laughs> he plays with prosthetic fingers, yes. And we, we could say that that kind of contributed to, uh, you know, the particular sound. Um, then, then that's one of those sort of like uh, serendipitous things. But uh, 
you know, you just in, in, in the whole long sludgy catalog of, uh, of riffs that once you hear them, you know, whether they're like the, what the, the, the devil's tritone or whatnot, it, it, it begins with Iomi. Um, everybody else is uh, borrowing, stealing or imitating and uh you know he is uh, appropriately on, on on a list of uh guitar gods he's not uh, flashy he's not fast he's not intricate he's he is basically kind of like the the breath and the blood of uh, of each song um and and, and and again it's always in keeping with this with the with the particular rhythm and the melody of the songs um with, with without iomi um I, I think metal you know probably just just never happens. We'd Great. all be, we'd all be listening to ska. Well, yeah. and, and they were the they were one of the first in rock music, at least, to use what the the devil's tone they call it with the drop D tuning, and yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and sort of set the stage for what was to come. I you know if we're gonna talk innovators, even more so than Eddie, uh, like you said, I I think without Tony Iommi, this doesn't happen. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, David, <laughs> Timony number two, um, Andy LaRoque. Okay, Rock LaRoque, Roque, right? Yeah, Andy uh, uh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Yeah, yeah The Rock. Give no, a Rock. Look, if you can pick Iomi, I'm picking Dwayne the Rock Johnson. All right, tell us a little bit about that choice, David. Uh, I think I was first introduced to uh, his playing on them, the King Diamond uh, record about the the grandma, and uh, obviously later on the Death Records, and uh, and since then YouTube phenom and friend of friend of friend. I don't know him, but I know people who know him, and he's uh, no, he's a solid dude, phenomenal guitar player. Um, he's the he's the guy you want on your record, you know. Um, I think the the story that they tell in uh, in Death by Metal about him just rolling in, blazing through some leads, doubling his own leads just off the top yeah. of his head, um, really killer guitar player. Um, you know, delivers every single time. Uh, very noticeable style. Uh, I don't think there's anybody plays like him. There's people who try to, um, yeah. but uh, no, good technical sound, heavy as hell. I'm going with Andy LaRoque. Cool. Yeah, good choice. Carrie. Um I'm go with Jimmy one, Hendrix. No, never. <laughs> one of my favorites. Uh, and I would put this also in the category of underrated, and only because it doesn't seem like you hear a lot about him. David Manichetti. Oh my god, yeah. He was my number one on the underrated list. Agreed. Okay. Only because you never hear people talking about the guy. But, I mean, I, th- I think all of us here, we've seen him more than once. I know I have. Yeah, 16 yeah. more times to catch up with you, John. Uh, yeah. The whole band just blows me away. I, I mean, I, I think, honestly, one of the first bands Mike and I bonded over was probably Y&T. I yeah, know. That was our that that first hard rock that, show I ever saw. That, that, was, that was my – yeah, that was all of our sort of like first – you know, rock and roll, heavy metal show there at the yeah. Santa Clara County Fairgrounds. Fairgrounds. Y and T. Yeah, they yeah. were touring for in Rock We Trust. 
you know, they had Leonard Hayes on bass, Joey Alves on guitar, Dave and Phil Kenmore was still alive. And, uh, I, I, you know, Y&T will be with me forever. And I, I think Dave Manichetti is just the fucking greatest. Like he is, he really is. Yeah. I think we, we kind of broached this topic before. And I think I already said back in the eighties, I did not really care for that band because it wasn't heavy enough for me back in the eighties. And as I got older and, and delved into groups that I did not listen to or did not care for. And especially since I seen them for the first time many years ago, I, I'm in love with them now. It, what a great band, great songs, great lyrics, great tracks. <sighs> yeah. Y and T is uh, definitely one of those, uh, those really sort of uh, unfortunate stories where, an enormously talented band on a shitty, shitty label A and M would would tour the country, and you know fans would get totally moist over their uh, moist. their live show <laughs> or, the fa- moist or the fact that they're coming to town and the and the FM radio is plugging their their uh, their gig and playing some of their songs, and you could not find the records in the goddamn record stores. If Mike keeps saying moist. I'm leaving because he's yeah, starting to scare with, me. What's up with the weather up there in uh, where are you, Pipersville? It's 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 kind of it's kind of humid. It's kind of sticky. It's kind of clammy. Kinda hey, did you know who Vi is married to? No, uh, Tyler Brock, Barbara Streisand, <laughs> the Barbara Mandrell, bass player from Vixen. Who? The bass player from Vixen. The, what? Lucky him. Awesome. Way to okay. go. He's the been living on the edge of the since 1991. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, you know, I looked her up to see if I could remember her face. No, but, uh, no, no, it's no. got it's it's got to go in. Cause she had no. she had like the, the she had the yeah. striped highlights. It looked like a raccoon. Jimmy Page. Yep. Oh, absolutely. And ju- and just saying, and 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 again with uh with uh, my previous choice, Aomi uh, before, it's like these are. Bands that came out of uh, the late '60s, uh, blues-based bands, uh, transformed uh, the American art form of uh, of blues uh, and, and the nascent sound of, of rock and roll, and, and gave it a lot of like thunder and a lot of sort of you know very innovative uh, sound and technique to it. And again. It, People would argue, just as we've argued before, about uh, you know Van Halen, whether or not uh, uh, Led Zeppelin is heavy metal. Like I, I don't know. That's that's uh, that, I think that's a, a pretty almost sort of non-starter argument. Uh, you you listen to either the the first song on the first record, if if that's not heavy metal or, or what's going to become heavy metal throughout the seventies and into, uh, well, they didn't quite make it into the eighties. Um, I, I don't know what is, and, uh, and 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 if you if you listen to all of their uh, their their studio records or, or watch their live performances, Jimmy Page as much as Robert Plant is like the center of attention, uh, you know, just a, a lot of swagger to his uh, you know to his uh, performances, and and again a, a guitarist that continually evolved. Um, it, Mandatory reading, I think, for every middle-aged metalhead at this point is Hammer of the Gods. Just like 100%. a great rock biography. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Can I borrow it? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, well, it's at uh, it's in my office, but again, it reveals like so much about how Paige cut his teeth working uh, as a studio music, uh, musician and uh, working, you know, behind uh, uh, you know the desk and working all the knobs and stuff and, and filling in for uh, uh, for other bands. And by the time he went on uh, a tour with uh, with Jeff Beck uh, back in the in the, yard the late sixties, he yeah, and he was uh, he was blowing Jeff Beck away, which is a really fucking tough thing to do. Just and I'm gonna plug uh, another great uh, uh, mu or, you know music uh, biopic, uh, more it's, it's a documentary uh, that you probably find on HBO on uh, on Jeff Beck. Just he's fucking genius. I just it gave me like a, a completely new uh, regard for for Jeff Beck, who is uh, just a, himself like a phenomenal guitarist. Here, here's why Jimmy so, Page belongs on this show. One okay. jumpsuit with a dragon embroidered on it. Two, yep, wrote songs about Lord of the Rings. Yes. Three, bought Aleister Crowley's house. Yeah, a fucking castle. <laughs> That's fucking metal. Like, yeah, and 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 whatever they, I mean, yeah, the guy fucking he's the cornerstone of the show. Yeah, it's, hey, there's no there's no foul language on the show allowed, John. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what, really, for a metal show? Yeah, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, everything up, John. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have to fucking beep this shit out, David. I, you know, I'm gonna bleep out Tony Iommi and Jimmy Page. What I'm gonna do? Oh, here we go. You're gonna hate my number two. You're gonna be like, oh, Michael, who's your number two? My number two is Kirk Hammett. Okay. Wow. And not I, I would say Kirk was innovative. Ooh. And and here's the thing: I like Kirk, I think, more on record than I do live. Live, he tends to how do I put this? Improvise. Uh, and go off script a little bit, which is fine. I mean, that's his prerogative. They're his songs. Um, but I think on record, especially on the early records, I mean, the dude was tearing it up. Um, uh, which okay, one? I don't know. Uh, Kirk Hammett. I mean, I think Death Magnetic album, in my opinion, yeah. Metallica redeemed himself, and he's phenomenal in that album. Yeah, well, you know, they let, they let him have solos again after they did St. Anger and they took right. him away. Uh, a, a funny story about, about Death Magnetic. I was in Amoeba Records in Hollywood and I saw Rick Rubin and I went over and said hi. And this was right during, they were just starting Death Magnetic. And I asked him, hey, you know, I, I told him, I said, when I see you're doing an album, um, I'm automatically interested because you usually do things that I really like. And he, he thanked me and I said, you're doing the next Metallica record, right? And I, he said, yeah. And I said, would you just make him do solos again? Is that too much to ask? And he started laughing and he said, he stroked his beard and he said, yeah, I think that's going to happen. And true to his word, Death yeah. Magnetic had the solos back. They never should have been gone in the first place. Well, yeah, that again, as we saw in the thread this week, the whole, the whole St. Anger uh, transition album um, was, was fraught with a lot of problems. And, and again, a, less, a lesser band probably just would have broke up. Um, but yeah, thankfully we have, uh, you know, the, the, the more recent record hardwired to self-destruct and, and of course, death magnetic. And, 
And again, I know people guffawed at your choice there, Kirk Hammond. I I was actually going to have him on my list of underrated players in the sense that because he is in such a – in a band that is in an elite status because of their longevity, because of their popularity, um, and also because of their their sort of uh, – with within our sort of uh, group here, you know, they're kind of divisive or people will – you know, say, okay, yeah, Kirk Hammett, you know, great. Um, could could have uh, could Kirk Hammett have turned uh, Exodus into what Metallica became? Probably not. You know, I think Kirk Hammett's uh, talents would have been enormously wasted if he had stayed with Exodus. Um, granted, we don't we don't know what uh, what 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 would have happened there, but. Uh, I remember. I think the the, the first epiphany I had that uh, that Kirk Hammett was uh, a, a superb guitarist was, you know, just I think I was. I'm going to get particularly uh, nostalgic here. It was like driving uh, from Hollister to to San Juan on the way to like the beach or to Salinas, and it was sunset and Fade to Black came on, and just like listening to the guitars, like there's something particularly awesome about the guy who's making those sounds and making that song and and all of that and it was just again but but you don't you don't you don't really hear about him he's not uh he, he, he's not going to be like the guy who's got his own t-shirt well yeah he's also the guy who doesn't make films about therapy right he's yeah. just in the background just wanting to play guitar shaking his head while the other two just battle it out and it's like uh yeah I, he lives in big shadows but uh yeah. to me he's he's the mvp of Metallica. And, and, and i and i know that uh, it was probably 1990 or so we went to that horror con yeah and uh he, he was he was there like i, I just still have that book, the encyclopedia of horror and i had him sign it yeah, I, I had him sign my poster of Evil Dead. That was awesome. <laughs> and uh, he, he wrote it in, in, in such a way uh, that he wrote like, great flick, Kirk Hammett. <laughs> and I, I got it back. Remember, it's like the, the L and the I are so close together that it makes it look like a U and it makes it look like he's, he wrote on my poster, great fuck. Yeah, isn't, like, that, <laughs> isn't that charming for a 17-year-old? It's like what 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 what's up? What's up with that, Kurt? Oh, oh, okay, great flag. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, David. Our list here. Number three. Oh, so John three. just went, so uh we, we start back around to David. Uh we're up to three now. You're this is your third your third selection, David. <clears throat> All right. Um rubbing his hands, look out. Yeah. You know, I, I was torn as to whether can they be on the same list? Can they? Can we? Sure. Can, yeah. All right. Then I'm I'm gonna go with my three. I'm going Buckethead. Yeah. Okay. Because I mean, he's he's obviously made his bones uh, playing metal. Um, I think he went to GIT uh, and kind of learned from the best there. But he's. Um, Guitar Guitar Institute of Technology. Uh, it's okay. like a little, I don't know. It's like a trade school for musicians who want to be metalheads and all that. It was like ninety or ninety-one. Did you go with Chuck and I to see Mister Bungle in Oakland? 
I would have remembered. I totally would have remembered that. You so definitely no. remember. That. Yeah. Well, I going back to Buckhead, the Deli Creeps opened that show. Oh, that's cool. And okay. so that okay. was my first taste of Buckethead. And we, uh, we did not know what to think about the dude with the KFC bucket. But, I mean, he He's tore it up. Yeah. I mean, it was, I, I mean, amazing. It really was. Like, yeah. we had no clue who he was or what that band was, but they were phenomenal. Yeah, I think I might have um, hold on, I'm messing around with my computer. I think I might have sent you the link to this. You can get this or you can listen to this record on um, YouTube. I think I put the list, uh, the link to it up before. Yeah, uh, he put this out on. It's well, it's in Japanese or something, but it's Buckethead's first record. He, it's like Bootsy Collins. It's on John Zorn's Avant label, I okay. think. Um, Bootsy Collins is on it, and it's just a whole story about going to Buckethead Land, and you know, it's a giant robot quotes in there, and like it's out there, man, but it's freaking heavy, and he tears it up. Um, he did a lot of work with some, you know, some underground guys, Bill Laswell and folks like that. He spent a lot of time around Bootsy um Brain, who's uh, the drummer for a band called Limbo Maniacs, and he played some other things. Um but uh, he's kind of he's been all over. I saw him live here in Philly a couple years back at the North Star, which is a really small venue. Uh, is he just playing solo now? Yeah, well, he was really sick for a while. He had like some heart problem. Okay, that like he got diagnosed, and then they're like, "Yeah, you could have died on stage." Like he's got wow. with, like this serious problem. I think pretty sure he's got it under control now because he's back to playing. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's pretty much solo. He filled in for GNR for a while. Yep. Um, but he's, you know, he's done a lot of hired gun stuff. He did a lot of hired gun stuff. I understand before he was kind of famous as Buckethead. Okay. Um, you know, that he would just play, but he's, you know, it's, he's hard to miss. He's like six, five or something. And, uh, you know, so it's not like he goes out in public and people don't know who he is. Yeah. And his, he's got a signature model for sure. I mean, he's got 30 albums on Spotify. Yeah. He's, he's awesome. Um, but yeah, he's, um, he's done a lot of cool stuff. So, uh, he's my, he's my number three. Uh, great. Anyway, there you go. All right. Good choice. Um, John, uh, go to, go to Carrie. Okay. Carrie, your, uh, third choice. Uh, well, before I give you a third choice, I gotta agree with what most everybody said. Uh, Mike, Jimmy page, Tony Omi. I mean, to me, they're like the beginning stages. Uh, I jump well ahead into the late 70s, early 80s when the harder stuff came along. And if I'm pronouncing this guy's name correctly, which obviously isn't his real name, Trey Azagoth Azragoth from Morbid Angel. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a shredder. All right, that's all you got to say about it. Any particular songs or performances that you enjoy? Unfortunately, I've never seen Morbid Angel, but their one particular album, which I love, is The Covenant. Hmm. All right, some Morbid Angel shout out there. Put that on the list of the stuff to check out. All right, so is that me? Yep, number three. All right. Well, I didn't actually come up with a third choice that Bob I, Dylan. I, 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 I wanted to get those two down. 
Um, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in here too, uh, just just because, and it, it's gonna make me seem like uh, not even just a middle aged metalhead, but like a complete old fart. Jimi Hendrix. Knew it was coming. Yeah, I knew coming. Okay, okay. Jimi right. Hendrix is one of those guys I can see his talent from a mile away and could not be less interested. Okay. I don't know why. Like, I mean, I, I everything he does technically is incredible. It just doesn't connect for me. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you, John. I'm the same way. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna like give a little sort of uh, apologetic for that and uh, or apologia and say like, all right, it's uh, it's '60s music. It it may be a little bit closer to something like. <sighs> acid rock it, it's sure. not what we what we would call metal per se but but again it's 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 the the, the power of what he does innovator with like you said again before. an innovator what, what he what he, what he does to the instrument again it kind of, and again we, we could go back further or we could talk about uh you know chuck berry or we BB could talk King. or or, or <laughs> muddy waters or robert johnson you know, but there, there's there's an entire legion of uh, of guitar gods out there um, who did really sort link Ray, like what they did with their equipment. Um, you know, to 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 bring the sort of like distortion, the the, the sort of like uh, the noisiness of the guitar, so that it doesn't sound like uh, you know the, the sort of uh, kind of like sweet and kind of uh, mellifluous uh, tune tunings. But uh, you know, if you didn't have Jimi Hendrix on the list, I think it would be a little bit short-sighted. So again, I'm going to apologize halfway for, for for oh, halfway. Okay, for 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 three legends: Jimi Hendrix, Jimmy Page, Tony Iommi. That's my top three. And and, and again, you guys were like, and and John, you made a point. It's like, yeah, it's. You listen to like some of Jimi Hendrix's songs. You're like, I don't know, and and I think people are like, ah, oh, shit. Do I have to hear like, you know, Purple Haze again? <laughs> yeah, uh, but I, I mean, I would never ever like stop and say, you know what, Jimi Hendrix, Jimi Hendrix is bullshit. Like that stuff sucks because so overrated. It, it obviously doesn't. It's just not right. Me. I, I you know, and uh, that's fine. I you yeah, know, that, that's, no, no, that's 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 my problem with Michael's whole list. <laughs> Well, That's fine, yeah. I can It's like I and this is don't don't take it. I don't mean it as an offense. It's something to talk I'm, about. I'm not gonna take it personally. It's but cool. it's like if somebody said, "What's your favorite car?" and they were like the Model T Ford. Without the Model T Ford, you know, you're like, oh, "Come on, man!" The, the Flintstone car because when they invented the tire, you know, it's, I'm just I'm not I'm there. I'm not know. there. It's hard to argue any guitarist that doesn't have as many well known. Great riffs is Jimmy Page. Yeah, well, it, I mean, great. it doesn't help that I don't like Zeppelin, but that's another right. Okay. That's no, but I mean, that's that's, that's yeah. the same yeah. argument as me with Jimi Hendrix. I mean, yeah, like see, I I admit songs. I admit their place in history, but I can't stand them. Right, right. Um, and I like I I don't I just don't buy the. These guys were great, and if they didn't exist, we wouldn't have what we have now. And if they didn't exist, the next guy would have done it. Uh, you know, or, or or we'd be talking about them. That's and that, and that's again, if we're looking at this from like a, an actual sort of 
theory of history sort of, uh, you know, or a new historicist point of view, like the, the whole sort of prospect of like trying to like identify individuals as the sort of like movers and shakers of culture is elusive because it would be somebody else. It's kind of like at the, you know, at the, the, the turning of the 21st century, people had like, here is the top 100 lit, you know, the, you know, the, the, the top 100 most influential people in world history. And it's like, that's not how history works. Right. History works with, 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 with context. You could say Martin Luther did this, or you could say Gandhi did this, but it's like, if Gandhi had like died as a baby, India would still somehow probably be free from the British, but, and it would just be somebody else. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. It's, I hate those lists that they like 25 greatest guitarists ever. And like number two is Jimmy page. Number one is like Bob Dylan. Right. Well, I just got a, just got a Ron, Ron like Wood Wikipedia. And they had Johnny Ramone on there in the top 10. Right. Kurt Cobain. Okay. Yeah. And again, I think what, because what we're doing here is we're, we're trying to stimulate conversation and kind of like talk about what, what we enjoy. And we're, we're doing a backside list too here as well. So and we, yeah. and we could probably throw in a little bit of conversation about the most overrated guitarists as well. Yeah, that's true. So John, John's just, favorite, Eddie I'm, Van Halen could I'm also just be counting like counting on, on every list. I, here, here's my number three, and this is going to oh, submit me. Please firmly. don't, don't do it. He's going to say I, Jimi Hendrix. Nope. Or Ace Freely. Nope. I know. You <laughs> my, my number three is George Lynch. Okay. And uh, again, not for any specific reason, other than the fact that when I hear Dawkins and when I hear George Lynch, I love it, plain and simple. I think yeah. he is a great guitarist. Every time I've seen him live, he's great. I I don't know. Just just a feeling. Just uh no no quantifier. I just dig him. Yeah. I I'm gonna say that that's that's a really solid selection. And and in my mental list when I was uh cleaning up cat litter earlier today, I was thinking <laughs> like Fucking George Lynch, you know, for for a band, they 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 did go platinum a couple times, never headlined, you know, had had some Broke up really cool they could. never headlined a tour. They did. No, never they headlined a tour. Just they, they couldn't hold it together long enough to become popular. Yeah, and now they were they they didn't pull the trigger, which was I don't know, maybe like a smart move, but again, they what could have been, what could have been is uh, is a whole other thing, but. Uh, uh, yeah, um, but uh, absolutely. Like when you listen to, you know, going back to like breaking the chains, uh, especially like the the goddamn that uh, that Paris is burning song, uh, the 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 song that closes uh, the breaking the chains record, which is performed live. Uh, just again, incredible guitar work. A lot of it, uh, just you know, and improvised song it seems but like you listen to the instrumental mr scary on uh, uh what is that back for the attack another terrible song you know, man. but but just <laughs> just just the, the 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 riffage the solos and, and again just you you see him in the guitar magazines or you see him in circus magazines like that's you know he, he's like the peter north of like 
you know, oh. guitar guy. Like, you know, <laughs> wow. Hey, yeah, this is a clean show here. <laughs> Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Because the, the guy was cut, and he was he was a hunky dude, and he could just, just like, throw down. And, yeah. you know. And went on to a great career with Lynch Mob. Not a huge career, but good albums there, too. Yep, yep. They put out uh, maybe two solid records in the aftermath. The first two, Dawn. yeah. Wicked Sensation yeah. and Lynch Mob are really good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, terrible title. Uh, I, I, all right, I, are we moving to under? I am. Now? I'm better. I am better with this pick than I am with all of Michael's picks. Great. I, hey, I mean, finally, I get oh, a win. Who's Carrie's third? We don't have a third one from Carrie. Oh, we. Uh, that's true. Carrie number three. I'm just praying it is not who I okay. think it might be. Yep, Yannick Garrett. And, well, I just I gotta ask, who do you think it might be? I'm not even going to say his name. I'll tell you later. All right. Well, in my opinion, here's another band that is a forefather of metal. I love all. And when I was younger, I was only acquainted with several of their their songs and albums. Thin Lizzy, Scott Gorham. Cool. Yeah. Yep. Good choice. That's so. Tell, tell us a little bit more about your Thin Lizzy uh, adoration. Well, I think I discussed this already. I had a, luckily had an older sister and her boyfriend at the time, and going back to the 70s, both of them combined had a very nice vinyl collection. And my sister, and he is now my brother-in-law, would let me borrow these albums. Well, maybe not borrow. I used to steal them and put them back. And... He had Thin Lizzy albums. Two in particular were Fighting, and of course, their Breakthrough in America Jailbreak album. Those riffs on Jailbreak, that's just... Yeah, and, but I never knew the other albums that they had until later. I mean, a lot later. Uh, and some of their albums are even better than what we all heard on the radio play stuff. Um, phenomenal lyrics, guitar work uh, of course phil lineup of course you know he's the mainstay behind them just talented people and i don't think they've gotten the notoriety that they should have yeah but it's, so so that, that that kind of like makes a really great segue here and again for uh you know for carrie to like cite uh, scott gorham uh gives us good uh, transition to uh, th those guitarists who who usually don't show up in the centerfolds of the magazines, right. um, and, and and probably aren't going to be like uh, maybe some of the guitarists that, uh, as guitar gods, uh, guitar gods in in the sort of cliche way. And, and, and again, nobody mentioned uh, Randy Rhodes, Saint Randy. Um, <laughs> And again, it's like, you know, through the 80s, it's like Randy was like the martyr of like, you know, what could yep. have been heavy metal, yep. you know, rock gods. You know, we, we got into Ozzy. Shit, Randy was already dead. We're listening to fucking Brad Willis on uh, you know, Speak of the Devil. It's like the guy from Night Ranger. Yeah. yeah that guy. And he's 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 not too shabby. Well, uh, just to throw a side comment in there for underrated. I know Dave's going to hate to hear, hear this, but in my opinion, Sammy Hagar is a very accomplished <laughs> guitar player. Is he on your list? 
Right? No, you're not. If, if we're moving into underrated, Gary's <laughs> first underrated. I'm not a. I don't disagree. Oh my gosh! No, this is no, how, this no is how it's not on <laughs> so there's that and again yeah uh, uh, yeah definitely lots lots of cred to sammy i'm not writing that he had, down he oh, had like man. a long he had like a long yeah, this is really going to be the redacted version before, he, uh, before he joined van halen <laughs> hold on is, right. this, is this a side conversation or is this one your first nomination hey i think that that's going to count as his uh that's one of your three underrated uh, nomination all right, so who, who I just want to uh, before we move on, I want to commend everyone for not mentioning Randy Rhodes as one of your top three. Oh, but I did. Now you I, filled I your three: Naomi, Paige, and Hendricks. That's your three. Yeah, I know, but I also want to commend uh, people for not like throwing in Ingve uh, or Joe Satriani. Just well, saying, Dave was close with Steve Vai. Yeah, set, but but, but, uh, but Vi, Vi is the the example of like the student surpassing the teacher. You know what I mean? Satriani is is um is a great teacher. I hear. Well, didn't he didn't he give lessons to uh, Kirk Hammett? He did. My understanding. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of I other mean, people because he doesn't have a career. We did a podcast last weekend. We did. Yes. And I recall that I told you guys the file the previous week. I did see Ingve at the yep. Shellsville Theater, real close to our house. And I'll tell you what, I mean, yes, you got to admit he's a great guitar player, but to me, it gets boring after a while. I mean, just the constant. Yeah. And I don't think that's Happy, Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't disagree. John, you call me a turkey? I I'm, bet he I'm sweats getting... a lot now. Was he real sweaty? Yeah, when isn't he? Does uh, he sweat a lot? I just he's he, he's kind of. Oh, Ingve? Yeah. Oh, I didn't get that tire. What do you think? I'm a male freaking groupie. I'm going to jump on stage and see how sweaty he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do think that. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to part one of top-rated guitarists and underrated guitarists here on Middle-Aged Metalheads. Stay tuned for part two.